You are now tuned in to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. Three, two, one. Here we go. Let's get ready to suck it! Welcome to your room. Snack bar, Lambeau Field. I was scalded by the cheese of a flaming hot nacho. You play to win the game. He starts to come and then he pulls out. It's from a slice of gabagool. Finish him. Oh, this hard got being this good. <coughs> Fuck. Welcome oh. back to another episode. Mm. What? What? I don't know. What's that? Phone went off. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Dogs did it. I ain't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> Welcome back to another mm. episode of the All-Star Vintage Podcast uh-huh. with your boys, <laughs> Dom and Mark. Back uh-huh. yet again. Uh, welcome, folks. Um, mm-hmm. If it's your first time checking us out, thanks for doing so. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Yeah, that's right. It is episode 24 right here on the Chop Sports Network. And to be honest, we really don't have like a lot of stuff like pressing. You know, like we were, Don just got, drove home this morning from LBI. <laughs> like, I've been not feeling that the best, so it's like we didn't really put a bunch together. But we wanted we wanted to put a show together for you, so we didn't miss another week because we missed another week, and it felt like we missed about a month, right? It really did. Like I feel off my game a little bit because of that, but yeah, not happy to be back, man. Yeah, definitely. we'll fucking yeah. We're, so we're like we'll, we'll throw one together for you, folks. We'll freestyle it a little bit. Yeah, but um, yeah, he got back from LBI this morning. I'm a little banged up for no reason. It's the weather, I think. Cause it's so goddamn hot outside. <laughs> Weather and age. Yeah, I can't. It's so hot. I can't do the heat. It's getting to the point. Like I don't know how old people retire to Florida. It's hot as hell down there, and there's more bugs down there than there are fucking anything else. And so the heat, humidity, and bugs get out of here. I can't. I don't know. I never. I never understood that one. The Florida retirement. Never, yeah, I never understood it. We're back at it, man. Mm-hmm. And um, so what's been going on, brother? Nothing what's new. There's nothing new. That's the thing. We're getting ready to play a show with. Uh, uh, All Out War and Ringworm, August 23rd, I believe, which is like two Tuesdays from now, something like that. Holy shit. And then yeah. Brooke's birthday is the next day. Really? Her birthday is with 24th. 24th. Huh. Yep. Shit, yeah, we're out. Yeah, House of Independence. There probably is still tickets left. So. Asbury? Yeah. Yeah. People should buy those tickets if you want to come rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? For all you hardcore <laughs> fans out there. For the hardcore fans out there. <laughs> it's my mind force. <laughs> I want more stage dives. Sounds like Jeremy Ruckert's father. Uh-huh. That dude looks <laughs> like a fucking great man. I fucking love that guy. Like, I'm telling you, he needs to be the new, like, Fireman Ed. They should fucking forget Fireman Ed's fucking whole... He's a fraud. He's a fucking... He's a fraud fan. Because, you know, he's he was a Dolphins fan originally, right? So there definitely yeah. is a rumor out there, There's and I think ties. it's true, yeah. that he ori- originally growing up was a Dolphins fan. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously then the face of Jets fandom for many, many years. And then this is where I kind of lose a little bit of respect. He retires. He makes a whole to-do out of it. Um, I don't know. Just talks about the the culture and the... The fans and yeah, he was acting was as if he was fucking holier than thou. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's the right. GM of the team yeah. or something. So it makes a whole big to do over it. Retires and then retires comes retires as a fan. Like how corny are you? I retire my fandom and like, not necessarily not going to cheer for the Jets, but not going to the games, not doing the Jets chants mm-hmm. and all that. Whatever. And then you come back, and I think just like anything else, like. Think about when Francesa came back. Yeah. Or anyone comes back. Hard, it hardly ever works the same after yeah. you retire. Oh, no. Um, when you're done, you're pretty much done. And when yeah. you need to convince yourself to come back to do something, it's probably not going to be your best piece of work, right? <laughs> a la, a la flair. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but no, wait, wait. that fucking, yeah, he comes back. And he's like, he still tries to do the JTS shit. Like, just give it up. Like, let someone else do it. I think if you just pass the torch to somebody else, it'd be better off. Yeah. Like, not that Captain Jet loser. Not that fucking idiot. Not a fan of him either. No. It has to be like Rucker's dad. Rucker's dad you. is Jet's fandom. He is Jet's like, fandom. Like, he is the face, for sure. 100%. You got to see this guy, man. He's got, he's got Long the fucking Island. Long Island accent. Yeah. Right? Big dude. 
The um, beard. I mean, the, the mustache. They, so I was, I was showing you before we got yeah. started. There was <laughs> Twitter. Someone put it out on Twitter. And uh, Jeremy Ruckert, the kid from Ohio State, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Tight end. I think it was Ohio State, yeah. right? Um, we selected him in the third round of this year's draft. And his father and, and him, lifelong yeah, grew up Jets, fan. Jets fans. That's why I said when we were going through the draft stuff, I was like, and we, we, went out, we, we showed the video of his dad going nuts when he got drafted. And like how hyped he was, because that is their team. That's like your lifelong dream, getting drafted to the franchise you, Unbelievable. you grew up rooting for. You know, it doesn't get better than that, I don't think. No, I mean, it's 100% fantasy. Yeah. You know, fantasy scenario, things that you dream of. I mean, for that to actually happen is absolutely mm-hmm. insane. But we got him, and we got his father, who was a mm-hmm. fucking gem. And uh, again, just like big dude, passion jet fan. <laughs> so in this video at the green, green and white uh, scrimmage yesterday, mm-hmm. he posted. He's like, "What's up, Jets fans? Will you yeah. remember me?" Blah blah Hype. blah. And then he, he leads a big, you know, J E T S chant, and he, he did it. You know, perfectly because he cause it needs to be passed on. That's what I'm saying. Do the right thing, Fireman Ed. Do the right thing. Yeah. Pass it on to old man Ruckert, and he'll take it from here. Yeah. Please. Because I'm telling you, bro, that you saw the passion. You the joy. The, it, you see the fire in his yeah. eyes. <laughs> he has, dude, he is, he is the everyday Jets fan. He is the dude that's sitting up in section 405, throwing his boot, eating Malamars after every touchdown. He is that guy. So I, I, it's just meant to be. Risky on his breath. Yep. It's meant to be. It smells like a cigar. 100% cigar, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's the mustache that gives it away. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude. It's, fuck Fireman Ed. He's corny anyway. Yeah, I met him <laughs> once. Me and Sharky. That's random. Oh, didn't you meet him in, like, Washington? Yes, we were there yeah. for a Jets-Redskins game. We got chased out of that stadium because right. we were talking a lot of shit that day. I imagine. A lot of shit. Sharky was good at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay Mushala was with us, uh, Wallace. Yeah, he was, a, he was a Washington fan. I know. So he, he drove, and literally, as we're driving out of there, there's, like, three people chasing us <laughs> on their feet, and we're hanging out the window. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sharky's it was, the king of that shit. It was fucking hilarious. But... So we were down a ways tailgating, and we see Fireman Ed from the distance. I mean, not mm. too far. I mean, he wasn't like a mile away or anything like that. Mm. But, you know, he was kind of down closer to the road. I mean, the sidewalk going into the stadium. So we see him. Hey, Fireman Ed, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Gives us kind of like a cold, like, head nod. Mm. And uh, we like start, like, waving you. towards him. Like, hey, can we get a picture, blah, blah, blah. I mean, in hindsight, yeah, I guess it's annoying. But, mm-hmm. like... You're at a away game, Fireman, and, yeah. and some Jets friends, fans want to embrace you. And if you're going to put yourself out there yeah. as the face of the Jets, yep. these things are going to happen. Yep. And I don't know if he was having a bad day or what, but he did come up to us. Mm. But like the first thing that he said was like, hurry up because I have to get inside the stadium. Like oh, he wanted nothing yeah, to yeah. do with us at all. Fucking and jerk. I have a picture. It's still floating around somewhere <laughs> on the internet with me and Sharky and some random other dude. and um, <laughs> With Fireman Ed. With Fireman Ed. And I don't give a fuck uh, about it because yeah, it was such a it. shit experience. Yeah. So, yes, again, I'm voting for Ruckert's dad. <laughs> now, that, now, that is a poll that we should put up. What? New face of Jets fandom. Oh, 100%. Should but it yeah, remain Fireman Ed? But everybody, now, you know everybody's going to be like, fuck Fireman Ed. Or Ruckert's dad. It should be Ruckert's dad. I mean, put the poll up. I don't care. But you know it should, everybody's going to be Ruckert's dad. As they should. I, I mean, like it. I mean, I'd, 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 I would think so. Because F- Fireman Ed is so corny. Like uh, he had his run, he had his run, and I remember as a little kid going to Jets games, yeah, no, I and get thinking it. that was the coolest thing in the world. I get it, but they lost its luster after, yes. you know. Like you said, when he left and he came back, he should never left. Kiss of death, right yeah, there. Should never left. No good. <laughs> Anyways, you know, fuck it. Um, what do you want to talk about, brother? Well, I was gonna say keep it in the vein of the NFL because we're kind of talking NFL. Okay. But um, yeah, might as well then keep it NFL. <laughs> Do you want to jump into one of the segments that, not the card one, but would you want to jump into the Jersey Talk? The Jersey Talk here. Yeah. All right. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, Jersey Talk. The Jersey Talk segment. Yeah. Jersey Talk. So, yeah, we'll jump into, I guess we're going to call it Jersey Talk. <laughs> Jersey Talk. Jersey I Talk. I like it. Joyzy Talk. Yeah, so nah, I don't like that. 
Jazzy yeah. time. Jazzy time. Jazzy time. Mm. Yeah. We should have a little sound clip of yeah. Patrice there. Yeah, right. <laughs> My mom. Jersey talk. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jersey talk. All right. Um, anyway, so this was a segment that a listener and fan, Dan Sharkey, uh, suggested for the show, and we like it. So each week we're going to pick a NFL division. Last week, or last episode rather, we did the AFC East, mm-hmm. um, and we picked our favorite jerseys throughout time for each team. So now this yeah. week. We're moving to the NFC, and we're going to do the mm. NFC East. And Mr. Mark Jameson, we're yeah. going to start off with your favorite team, uh, the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, and that's for me. It's honest no brainer. It's the '94 jerseys, like those the the white with the with the star on the shoulders. With the it, it's the nicest fucking jersey on the planet. And well, I don't know why they just they don't they don't rock them like normally. That's not like a normal everyday jersey. It's the nicest jersey ever made. It's it's fresh. It's clear. I love I love it. Even the blue, like the blue one with the white sleeves, like those ones right there. How fucking perfect it is. Listen, I can't argue That's this. Perfection. These are one of the best jerseys, not just in the division. Throughout time for the whole entire yeah, league, that's man. like that's what sucked me into being a fan for the most part. Like, look at those jerseys. Those stars on the mm, shoulders. Cool as hell. Absolute best, man. Absolute. Cool as hell. So, yes, I agree. And what is that, the 94? Yeah. I don't know why they don't wear those all the time still. All right. Isn't that, isn't that, it's got the fucking diamond, like, 75th anniversary patch in the chest. It's and it's crispy, beautiful. man. Like, it beautiful. doesn't go out of style. Nope. It's fucking beautiful. So, this is like that 1994, 95 mm-hmm. white with the so good. star patches on each so shoulder. Good. Love so it. So good. It's the best. Love it. Love so it. I said, that, that one, to me, absolute no-brainer. Those ones are pretty good, too. Not those. I did not like these throwbacks. They're bringing the, that's the ones they're bringing back oh, this Thanksgiving. These are the ones? Oh, yeah. The ones they're so excited about. So, yeah. We're, we're looking at the... Um, we're looking at Romo wearing them. The so Romo version Thanksgiving Day throwback. Yeah. The one that, that he one was back. rocking when he was... Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, what era is this? Shit era. That was the 60 era. The 60s. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, even today, still, Cowboys... Have one of the nicest. We, jersey our jerseys are very basic, though. That's the thing. There's not much going on. Would there. you upgrade them if you could? You uh, know, a lot of teams are doing it now. I mean, I would do it if they did it like cool, and they wanted to do it like the '94s. Sure, yeah. throw me. How would, like okay, that. so that's a good question. How would you update those '94, '95? I wouldn't update those at all. You would them. just bring them back. Yeah, yeah. They don't need to be updated. They're fucking perfect. Yeah. You don't mess perfection. They already did. Like, there's they have a color rush jersey. That like those were terrible, it? but that's like the upgraded modern version of what they they try and make that look like. I absolutely hated the Jets color rush. No, no, I'm talking the Cowboy ones. No, the I white know ones like they're not. They're eh, they were eh. But that was like their modern take on that jersey, you know. But yeah, that was like their modern take on all those jerseys, you know. The Jets ones, they literally looked like leprechauns on the field. Yeah, they were gross. Like whatever they were doing with that Kelly-ish green, <laughs> it's not the real Kelly green. No. And it looked like a bunch of fucking Lucky Charm yeah. fucking um, leprechauns, man. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So let's go on to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles here. Okay. And they have a quite years, a few. Yeah. And they have some nice ones. And they definitely have some ugly ones. And right. Their first one that they had back in the those, 30s. Those, uh, those unrecognizable. The, the light blue. Do you remember when they tried to bring those back? Yeah. And McNabb dude. was in, still playing. I remember I was like, that was disgusting. And... That's equivalent to me, the Jets going back to the Titans jerseys. Yeah. That's Makes the same no era. sense. Same terrible era. No sense. Yeah, these are ugly too, like these old yeah. ones back in like the forties and fifties nope. and shit like that. Um let's see. They start becoming a little more mm. recognizable. Probably like in eighty. Yeah. Yeah. We remember these ones a little bit more when they had mm-hmm. kind of that Kelly Green look going too. Yeah. Um I think yeah, and then in 99, they, they made that change. To that ultimate, yeah. Yeah, they changed their helmet. Well, what about they changed the, the yeah. feather wing, whatever, on the helmet. Keep scrolling. Do they have the black jersey? Because I think that black jersey is my favorite. This one here. Yeah, that's my favorite Eagle jersey. Yeah, I think this is my favorite, too. Right there, the black. It's a nice jersey. I feel like they were one of the first teams to have the black alternates, mm-hmm. too. Now everyone has Yeah, them. everybody has a black alternate for some reason. Um, Even teams unnecessary. Yeah. So, yeah. I- 
I agree though. Down. That's their cool shit. Yeah, the black. Do you have a uh, preferred pant combination? No, with that? it doesn't matter. Yeah, it I don't like fun. it actually with the white pants. It I feel like bother me. Um, the green or yeah, the green's nice. Black or it something don't bother me either way. Uh, they have black helmets now. If they rock those with the black jerseys, it'd be sick. Yeah, like everyone else. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, agreed. The the black jerseys for the Eagles. We got the Cowboys. Okay. Let's move on to the, the G-Men. The, the, the girly men. The Vagians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, unless... I actually... And I'm like, going to skip all these years in like yeah, the 50s and stuff. I'm not going to count those because no one remembers no. these. But, I'm going to say, I, I actually, I like the... Um, I do like the, the ones that they're bringing back this year, those 90s throwbacks. That, that, that 86 <clears throat> error... That one, I this guess. This one here. Yeah, that's a really crisp, crisp jersey, actually. I feel like just the blue, red, yeah. and white combination mm-hmm. just works really well. Like, even for the Bills. Yeah. Like, those, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, if you can do it the too. right way, they just yeah. look nice. Even the Patriots, when they had, like, those combinations, mm-hmm. um, when, like, they had that red as their dominant color, and, mm-hmm. you know, those look good, too, but... Yeah, by far, I think these early, uh, these late '80s, early '90s Giants ones. Yeah, it's got to be my, um, my choice. For yeah, sure. the Phil Sims, Lawrence Taylor era, mm-hmm. going Easy. into the Dave Brown, Rodney Hampton oh, era. Yep. <laughs> Giants fans probably do not um, want to be reminded about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a picture of a young Phil Sims here. I'm still getting used to this new phone. I hit a button. I took a picture somehow. Oh, nice. Oh, congrats oh. on the new phone, by the oh, way. Thanks. And then, yeah, these jerseys here that they have now, I'm not big on What their current jerseys. Oh, yeah, the Giants jerseys now are very basic and stupid, very plain. And here's it's their the, color rush. It's not bad. Yeah. Their color rush isn't bad. No. Because it's like an homage to that 80-something jersey. It's different. Yeah. but like, looks like uh, the Bills jersey, their white one. Kind of. But, yeah, I'd definitely go with that, uh, that late 80s, early 90s jersey. Agreed. And I think most Giants fans would, too. Yeah. So let's go over to the Redskins slash yeah, commander Commanders slash losers. And again, I'm going to skip all the 40s and 50s yeah. shit. So this one I remember because they brought yeah. them back a couple times. Yep, they've had these a couple times. Tomahawk or the spear helmets. Yeah, I don't actually mind the idea of the spear helmet. Uh, no. Kind of that logo. I just think it doesn't really look nice. Yeah. But I feel like no. if they could spruce that up a little bit, make it pop a little more. Like, it's kind of hard to tell what it is even on this helmet here. Yeah. You know? Keep it... Yeah, keep keep pressing. I'm curious what else, you know. He's those fucking spear helmets then they forever. Have the, yeah, then they have the yellow... This is really oh, ugly. The yellow pants, right? Yeah. And the yellow helmet with the R and the big oh, circle yeah, around it. Ugly shit. Ugh. Look at those. Ew. <laughs> Mustard. Yeah, man. Not a good look at all. And then, you know, these ones we remember for mm-hmm. for a while from the 70s into the 90s. You know, they didn't change yeah. too much. And these are classic. Uh, yeah, you I was going to say, these ones are not bad. These are, like, very classic to me. This is how I remember the Redskins mm-hmm. growing Sean up. Sean Taylor. Yeah, these are uh, Bruce Smith late in his career there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say these versions, though. Yeah. Not those. I don't like those. Those are the new ones, nah. Yeah. So yeah, from what we saw like in the nineties and mm-hmm. stuff growing up, those were definitely my favorite. Redskins, Redskins yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'll give it to I'll give it to him. Yeah, so that was a nice yeah. little trip down the NFC East. Yeah. Well, that was the NFC East version of Jersey Talk. Jersey Talk. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> uh, it's dumb, but I like it. Good 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 work on that. Yeah. Yes indeed, brother. Yes indeed. But uh we'll continue with some NFL right here. I have um some stuff, right? We were like thinking maybe we'll do like maybe we'll get into like some training camp stuff later on, or like more more as training camp goes on because we already we have football. It's back, like Hall of Fame. Hall, games Hall, yeah, it happened. But next week we're looking at games. We're we're looking at preseason games already. You know, so we could start looking ahead to the season. You know, and it's it's almost time to get excited. It is. Oh, you know? I'm excited already. Oh yeah. And it's bittersweet, though, because it really it means it's the end to the summer. Yeah. You know, the fall's coming. But love the fall also. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I'm fucking just totally pumped for football, man. Oh, I yeah. am ready to go. Me too. I Guns fucking, blazing. I mean, I am hooked up to Twitter 24-7, <laughs> following the Jets beat, you know, all the Jets media on Twitter. All the, Shout out to all those independent <laughs> guys out there. Matt O'Leary, Green Bean, um, a lot of those guys doing some awesome work, too. So, yeah, like training camp... 
Um, you know, I'm getting I watched almost that, real time. That Flight 22 shit. I was watching. Did you watch oh, that? Dude, no, I haven't. Bro, I haven't. watch it. It's awesome. It's like their version of, you know, Hard Knocks. Yeah. I, I remember whoever one Jets drive last is, year. Yeah, whoever makes this is great. Oh, they were nominated for Emmys yeah. and stuff, dude. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's great. That's oh my god, this is awesome. Dude, I would love an opportunity to work on that show, like editing oh, that yeah. show or something like that. Think about all that raw footage that you get from training camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd never get anything done, though. If I was no. hired to do those edits, I'd never get anything done because I'd be so mm-hmm. in the weeds looking at all the fucking raw footage oh, yeah. from camp. Watching the plays go down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But... uh Anyways, yeah, I, I, I got to catch up on that for sure. It's so shit. what do you like about that show? Uh, and like I said, no, it reminds me of like um, Hard Knocks, but it's just very Jets-focused because it's a Jets show. Yeah, so hopefully they, don't, they never have to do Hard Knocks because yeah, they have this show. Yeah, it's just way better. It's better. Cause it's I, I think we talked about this too, yeah. like the advantages of it. It's like having your own people in-house, your own media team kind of running that. It's mm-hmm. not like outside third-party companies coming in and... You know, trying to make headlines and, you know, build a show with a certain agenda mm-hmm. around it. Like, this is completely just team-driven and in a controlled mm-hmm. environment, which, you know, you want. And I think that's smart if that gives them an opportunity to kind of be like, if the NFL is looking to pick a team, they can say, ah, well, the Jets are kind of doing their thing already. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that all, you know, 31 other teams do this or not. I'm just, I just see this with the Jets stuff, obviously, but mm-hmm. it is cool, man. And shout out to their marketing team and everything they do because yeah, yeah the, the jet social media team i will say and their marketing team overall it's pretty good pretty damn good it's pretty good yeah i will say i, I give it kudos to them. to them i give it to them but um i had come across you know me i love seeing all these like all these lists all this shit i see it all but um i came across this one it was uh 2022-2023 bounce back players so it's 14 uh 14 star players that people that that basically i think this is i wanted to say this was cbs sports but i'm not 100 percent sure i don't i don't that's know. usually your go-to yeah but i don't know so i don't want to say but uh it was basically their 14 of their bounce back players the guys that think they're gonna like have you know come back good years yep so there's a couple guys in this list that i mean i could see it for sure but there's also a couple guys in this list that i'm like i think they're just they're cooked or for whatever reason, I don't think they're going to be any good. <laughs> you know? So, we can go through this list and see what you think. What do you think? I think we should do that. All right. So, let's. I'll start here at number 14. They have Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Bounce back year. Yes or no? I think no. I think he's kind of just done. I think he's... He might have a, a couple serviceable games. But that's Nick Chubb's team. Like, as long as he's healthy... It's mostly going to be Nick Chubb running that football. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think what you want out of Kareem Hunt is, you know, limit his touches throughout the regular season. Oh, they're going to limit it with Chubb. You know, you got Chubb, who is pretty much that workhorse back, like you said. Um, But I think if you could get Kareem Hunt fresh into the postseason and really start implementing that, like, one-two punch with him and Chubb, getting him some more touches, like passes out of the backfield, um, so make, make some plays behind the line of the scrimmage, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they could, now we're talking if the Browns do make it to the postseason, which you you don't know with them right now. Yeah. They're such a mystery. Yeah, you and got I, Jacoby Brissett starting six games, yeah. most likely. But you know what? I will say this is kind of what Jacoby Brissett does and kind yeah. of made a career out of. He he bridges he the gap. Flo- he keep you afloat. You might be three and three. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and possible. I think that's. I think they look at that as a, a winning scenario if they could get to that point. The yeah. Browns, you know what I mean. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's I, a whole nother scenario in, in with, with Watson and what's going on there in its own. Yeah. Right? So who yeah. knows? I but I say yeah, limit Kareem Hunt. You know, try to get some big play opportunities for him. You know, throughout the season, of course. But mm-hmm. you know, if they're uh, if they're gearing up for a postseason run. That's a guy that you want to have fresh for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, especially I, if Chubb's uh, taking the load most of the season. Yeah. I just think, like, when it comes to overall having a bounce-back year, do I think Kareem Hunt's going to be a standout name this year? I don't, I don't think so. And I think you also have to really define what a bounce-back year really is. Like, what do you? Success. what's your expectations for yeah. a bounce-back year? Is it For a running back, does it have to be 1,000 yards and well, eight touchdowns? If, if, that's what you're, if that's what you used to do, yeah. Yeah. 
for me to have you for you to have a bounce back year to me, and you're somebody who used to rush for a thousand yards, you should probably be able to do that again. They're close to it. Yeah, I just don't think they're set up for him to do no, that. Me so. neither, which is why I don't think he's going to have a bounce back year. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so either. Shadows. I don't think he's going to light up the world this year. No. So no, I agree. So who else have we got? And then they have 13, have uh, Austin Hooper, tight end in Tennessee. And that's interesting to me now. I'm like, tight end Tennessee because I think he's like the only real weapon at tight end in Tennessee now. I think. Like, Tennessee doesn't really have any weapons, period. No, they lost Smith a couple years ago to the Patriots in yeah. free agency. Um, they don't have many, like, they lost all, A.J. Brown's gone. They drafted that one receiver. So what Hooper do last year? Was he injured? I, I have no idea. I'm assuming he probably just, I, it doesn't say what, like, if they were hurt or not or why they wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. But I am, I, if he's like a fixture in the offense, I could see him being, having a bigger year. Yeah. I, you know, because I mean, they don't have much else going on at offense as Derrick Henry. Yeah. You lost A.J. Brown. So, you don't have Corey Davis. You know, you don't have those guys anymore. Yeah. Um, so you're right. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say I'm inclined say, to say no. That's another no. one. I don't think. Uh, I think I'll say he'll have a bounce back because year. of the limited because options. of the limited options there in Tennessee. I get and it. He might be getting the ball forced to him a little more than he probably normally would. So yeah, I'm gonna go with a yeah on that one. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. No. I'm, I'm going no. I'm not convinced. All right. Now twelve, they have Juju Smith-Schuster. Now he is in Kansas City with our buddy Patrick Mahomes. So no, that's a tough call because. I, I think he could be because Mahomes loves throwing the ball all over the yard. But does he get overshadowed by that rookie? Does he get overshadowed by somebody who's been there? Is he kind of just is done? he done? Yeah, like can he still do it? Like, is it know. possible that him in Kansas City can be a complete disaster yeah, as well? Right? Like, I think that could happen. And I also think that he might force himself into that Tyreek Hill role. Mm-hmm. Because he's forced to fill that void, and that's not the type of player he is. And, yeah, and and I mean, not really anyone besides no. Tyreek Hill could be Tyreek Hill. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think maybe the offense might kind of force that direction on him and put mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on him early on, and that might not work. You no. know, it probably won't. I don't think he's a number one guy. I think no. at this point, you know, you want him as your, you know, your third option, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's It'll be interesting. I, yeah, I'm. I'm in the. I agree with you. I feel the same way. I feel like I don't think he just. I feel like he just doesn't really have it anymore. We'll see, though. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. We'll see. I think that Sky Moore kid will have a big year. Yeah, that's an interesting pick, and you know, another way to kind of fill that void too is just get some more talented offensive guys there, and yeah, you know, and, and not even worry about like, okay, what are, what are the similarities between this new guy we're bringing in and this guy that just left. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just focus on getting good players. You know yeah. what I mean? And you'll figure it out from yeah, there. Exactly. Can't try to fill a certain type of void. Next, we have 11, Matt Ryan, quarterback now with the Colts. And I'm steamed to say that he's going to have a bounce back. Yeah. I agree. I definitely th- I definitely see it. I think he, he's with the right coach oh, and my Frank goodness. Reich. The I think right that's coach, a perfect match. Right team, right time, right place. Hundred percent. You know, 100%. if he would have got there last year, I think it'd be even better for him because he would have had you know another year, and then this year there'd be some real expectations. But uh, I, I do, I really think he's going to be successful there. Yeah, I'd like to see him get like a three-year run, and mm-hmm. you know, have them competitive. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Because I like Reich, and you know, I like I, Matt Ryan too. And they have, a, they have a great defense now too. Yeah, they really so do. So it's not really just them having to worry about scoring a bunch of points. They have a great defense, and he's now. got. One of the best running oh, backs yeah. in the league. Easily. Man. Easily. You know? Easily. That makes best. life easier, too. Hell yeah. You so, might not have the most options at receiver, but you probably got some guys that will fucking do something. Listen, he's an old vet. He'll figure it out, yeah. man. Plenty of experience. Um, yeah, he's I been mean, on, you know, loaded rosters, and he's been on depleted rosters mm-hmm. at this point, too. And I think he knows, you know, he's savvy enough to, to make it work with what he's got. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I agree. Think, yeah. yeah, nice bounce back year for Big Matty Ice. I see it. All right, now we got number 10, uh, Washington receiver Terry McLaurin. Now, that's semi-interesting because... Let's see, you got Wentz over there now. Yeah, you have someone who sucks at throwing the football, throwing the football. (laughs) But Terry Terry McLaurin has never had a steady quarterback, and Wentz has never had a steady receiver like McLaurin. So you never know what's possible when you have someone like McLaurin running around. And they just paid him. They again. He got an extension, right? Yes. Yeah. Just recently. So he got an extension. He's gonna be there. You know, he's somebody who wants to be great. So I feel like he's really gonna try. But I, 
I can't put any type of trust in Carson Wentz doing anything. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see how that pairing is going to be between Rivera, Wentz, and then some of the guys around them around mm. the offense like McLaurin, man. So yeah, McLaurin, there's no doubt the guy's super talented, but can they get him the ball? And um, I think I'm going to say this: mm. I think there'll be enough opportunities. Uh, to get the ball in McLaurin's hands, and I think he'll do awesome things with the ball in his hands. Obviously, scored a ton of touchdowns, got a bunch of yards um, after reception, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say yes, I think McLaurin will have a bounce back year, even if that commander's offense isn't super prolific. Okay. I still think there'll be enough opportunities for him to eat, and I think he'll have a good year. Yeah, all right. I'll give it to you. I'm, I, I, you might have swayed me a little bit. He, uh, I'll say it, he'll have a bounce back year. Okay. We'll go yeah, with that. I, I, I kind of just hate the fucking Washington. Get, I guess. So, you know. Uh, now we have, this is interesting, number nine, running back Carolina, Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, That's man. interesting. They, they better, they, listen, they're praying he has a bounce yeah. back year because if they don't, you can't we know what that offense you can't looks like. can't f- feature any of those quarterbacks. Because we, we even saw what? in a limited amount of time, right, mm-hmm. Darnold. Looking very capable. Oh, with, with McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, was he dinking and dunking a lot? Yeah. But was he moving the ball down the field? Were they scoring That's points? That's their offense that? with McCaffrey. Yeah. And it, and it worked. And Darnold wasn't turning the ball over. Um, he was good in the red zone with, with McCaffrey there. So, you know, whether it's Darnold or Baker, man. Mm-hmm. They better hope they have McCaffrey because if not, they can't it's not going to work. Quarterbacks, yeah. I was going to say, well, 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 which week we think Matt Corral is going to be starting? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he is starting at any point. That's a big problem. That's a really big problem because you have two, whether they're good or not, high-profile quarterbacks mm-hmm. on the roster fighting for a position. I have here. Here's here's something. But I do hear that Matt Carroll's the first guy in the locker room in the in the, the room every day, and he's the last to leave every day. Yeah, that's really disappointing. If uh, Darnold's not that yeah, guy, man, it's not. You know, that's yeah. really that says a lot, honestly. Yeah. But here's a position that I don't think they'd be too upset to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say they go through the preseason, they name you know Baker the starter, mm-hmm. Darnold's number two. You know, you get into week two or three, a big starter goes down. They don't have a capable backup on the roster to take over. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Darnold's a trade piece or yeah. vice versa. Maybe Baker's a trade piece. Maybe. You know, I mean, keeping both those guys on that roster, man, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So let's say they trade one of those guys, you know, early in the season or something like that. And then you do have Corral as the number two. So, yeah. you know, at that point, then maybe if that uh, QB1 struggles, then it's realistic that we might see him. But, again, <laughs> like you said, it, it's not a good position to be in if that's the case. Yeah. Especially what, what they have on their roster, man. And how crazy <laughs> is it that Darnold and, and Baker, Baker are on the same team right it's, now? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It just goes to show. You just never know. And it was just a couple years ago. Yeah. Everyone Even thought like, Baker was going to be the face of Cleveland and Darnold was going to be the face of New York. I still don't understand why Baker got ran out of Cleveland. I don't. Because they he saw one, a shiny object, man. Yeah, because he had he one like big swing. not huge, great year and he was injured half the year anyway playing hurt. And the year before brings you to the playoffs, and still played decent last year, even though you didn't go to the playoffs. Like I don't, I don't. And I don't listen, I'm it. not a big Baker Me fan either, at all. But, but do I think they did him dirty? Yeah. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Definitely disrespect. Dude. Definitely. And now they're kind of paying for it with the whole Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson stuff, dude. Good. Like that stuff's still not clear. What I know else? NFL's appealing the suspension. Mm-hmm. They want him out longer, um, indefinitely or something like suffer. that for a year. So we'll see what happens there. But good luck. I don't know. Yeah. It'll, it'll be funny if it blows up on their in their face, <laughs> though, man. And way to alienate your entire female fan base by the way, doing that too. Oh yeah, you know, not a smart so, PR move. No, you put all that money into that person to be the face of your franchise. Oh. And with that dirt? Oh, the, no, no. It's still the best. is oh, we want an adult at the position. Okay. That's the guy you got is your adult. All right. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. They're backtracking on those words, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But no, do we... So, back to our original thought. Oh, yes. Do we think Christian McCaffrey's having a bounce back year? <laughs> um, man. I'll put it this way. <clears throat> He'll have a bounce back year if he stays healthy. Same. I mean, that's really it. That's what it comes down to. Because he's great when he's healthy. It's just not it's for just a never long healthy. period of time. Yeah. No, he's always out. So if he's healthy, I'll say yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's another guy too that you got to protect then because mm-hmm. and I don't know who their number two running back is. I have no idea. It's um I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. But you got to start thinking about having someone back there that's capable oh, yeah. beyond McCaffrey because you know even when he is healthy, you got to protect him a little more. He can't mm-hmm. be touching the ball oh, twenty no. plus times a game anymore. Yeah, he's 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 not that durable anymore. Obviously. All right, man. So on, what else we got? Move on to number eight. Stefan Diggs, receiver, Buffalo. Did he have a bad year last year? I'm guessing year? he must have had like an off year, I guess. I don't I, They still say Josh Allen's the best quarterback of all time until they talk about him, so I don't see how bad of a year it could have been. But I, mean, I guess I'll say yes, I'll have a bounce back year because I just don't see what would be stopping yeah. him from having a great the year to begin with. are going to be with. very good. Yeah, <laughs> it know? should be no challenge. That's an easy one. Yeah. Oh, well, then we got seven, Dalvin Cook. That's another one where I go on there and I say, I think he'll be great if he stays healthy. Agreed. I, that's it, man. It's just like McCaffrey. Super talented, mm-hmm. dynamic, could fucking take power, over a game. Power back. All they could fucking is like an old Marshawn Lynch. It's crazy. Yeah. He's great. But yeah, agreed. No. And then Bounce you got, back if healthy. Yeah. And then you to got be determined. six, quarterback, Russell Wilson. Definitely a bounce back. One hundred percent. I think yes. the, fucking, and the Broncos are going to be good, and the Broncos are going to be good. I think they're going to be really good. That division is going to be tough. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But they're going to be good. Yeah. I was saying, I, someone's going to go. Um, what is it? Eleven and six and miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm, maybe in that division. Yeah. Because think there, about it. All those teams are capable of making yeah. the playoffs. All those. I said those teams are going to eat each other alive, though. So the, the, you never know. That's true. A lot of competition within mm-hmm. the division. They're going to yeah. be fighting. Yeah, lot. but I think the Broncos are going to be very, very good, man. Oh, yeah. Me too. Especially when they're they're returning so many like receivers that are good. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, they just lost Tim Patrick for yeah, the year. Yeah, that sucks. But. but you still have Sutton, Hamler, Jerry Judy. Is Jerry Judy allowed to play or is he in trouble? No, I think, yeah. he's, I think he's playing. All right. So, Russell Wilson, we definitely bounced back big time. Um, now we got number five, running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was injured, Jeez. right? Uh, yes. I mean, I'll sit there and, uh, I, I, yeah, they get that run. Someone's got to run the ball down there. Exactly. I, I think the jury's still out on him. I don't think, yeah. you know, he's done anything so crazy to think he's going to be one of the better backs in the league. Yeah. But I just think there just hasn't been that big of a body of work yet because mm-hmm. of the injuries and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, if he's got it, he's got to be the featured back on the team. They got no one else really yeah. running the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I'll say, yeah, same thing. If he's yeah. healthy, then I yeah. think he'll have a bounce back here. Oh, yeah. Then we got number four, running back, Green Bay, Aaron Jones. Another one, I think huh. I think he's a good back. I really do. He's I think getting he's up really there, though, good. right? No, he's not old at all. No? No. He's young. He just got a contract recently. But, um, you know, he's good. he's a good back, man. I feel like, and they got real no receivers to throw to. Like I feel like he's going to have a big year. I really do. He can't be, like, more than his, like, later 20s, mid-20s. Uh, he was born in 94, so oh. what's that make him? Uh, you got two idiots trying to figure yeah, out man. 94. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's 27, 27. 27 years old. Okay. Yeah, see? He's in his prime. 27. So, yeah, now he's... He's in his prime. Yeah. If anything, I think he's going to have a huge year. Because I don't think they have too many weapons offensively anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to go with, uh, yes, Aaron Jones, bounce back here. I think I'm going the opposite because Mm. of what you just said. They don't have a lot of options. I think the teams will be stacking the box against them Mm. a little more. And there'll be a lot of pressure on them to break through the defensive line. I think they're going to stack it up, and he's got some problems breaking through this year, Mm. especially if uh, the passing game's not opening up. So we shall see. I'm going to say no, though. All right. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, The next we have wide receiver, Allen Robinson with the Rams. Another thing, I yes, big time resurgence. That he put up like a thousand yards almost every year with like the worst quarterbacks you've ever played with. And the Rams always do this, right? They bring uh-huh. in these veterans, yeah, um, that either have some injury history or off the field issues or whatever. But they come in, they plug them in instantly, and they're effective, man. Mm-hmm. Like you know, think of like how Robert Woods was with them. Um, even recently with Odell Beckham when he when he was healthy, you know, he was great with the Rams. Yeah. Oh, he's still on. Is he still under contract? No, he's no? technically a free agent right now. 
because he's still recovering from mm-hmm. the injury. So I think teams are waiting to see. Yeah, but I think the Rams yeah. are still on his radar too. So yeah, but he, Robinson, there might be a reunion I there. think I think Robinson's having a will probably have a big year too. I, I, see, I don't know if I'm going to go big year. I, I mean, do. maybe what do, what's a big year? A thousand plus yards. Yep. Yeah, oh, a thousand yard receiving. Yeah, I think um, him and Cooper Cup together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to say he's going to get around 850 yards. Still good. And I think he'll give you you know four touchdowns. I think he's going to have like at least six. Tutties, six tutties. All right, I mean, so I'll call, I'll call it a, a mid-level bounce back. Okay, okay, but yeah, okay, we'll call it a that. bounce back. Uh, next number two, Cortland Sutton, running our uh, receiver, Denver Broncos. Yes, yes strictly huge. because of his quarterback. Yeah, and he's really fucking good, and he's never had a really fucking good quarterback before. So they're gonna have a big year together. And number one on this list is running back. New York Giants, Saquon Barkley. Man, again, I, the Giants personally, better hope that happens. <laughs> personally, I think he's done. I yeah. think he's a bust. Yeah. I do. I think Saquon is a bust. For me, per, for me personally, I think he's a bust. So, I'm good. if I'm the Giants, hmm. I'm taking the same exact approach that I mentioned for the Panthers. Meaning, mm-hmm. ease this guy back in. You should have a capable veteran behind him. Mm-hmm. He don't give him twenty plus touches a game. Keep it light. Keep him fresh. Yeah, and have you know a one-two combination. Don't let this guy carry the load because he can't. Mm-hmm. He's obviously going to get injured again. You've seen it time over time. Yeah. He's not that guy. He's not, and don't you're not force that guy, him to pal. be. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy, pal. But no, he's not. He's not that guy. But he, I still think he could be capable and he could add value to a team. But again, I think you have to limit his touches, keep him fresh. Yeah, he's listen. He's a talented player, I guess. You know, he never plays. We'll find out. Who, are, who is the Giants' backup? Because that, that's it was Gallman for a long time. Is he st- Wayne Gallman? Uh, I was him for a while. I don't know if it is anymore. Yeah, it was sake. Well, yeah, what's their depth chart looking like? Maybe they drafted somebody. I don't know. I don't know, Giants fans. You tell mm-hmm. me, but. Let's see. Oh, they brought in Brita. Okay. Oh, okay. So that was good because that is a dayball guy from the Bills. So they they did what they were supposed to do. Brita is a very capable veteran. But um, doesn't he have some injury histories too? I'm sure. Does Gary Brightwell? I'm not familiar with him. They got some other guys. So (laughs) I don't know in terms of depth behind Brita. Probably doesn't look too good. But Mm -hmm. um, I would make sure Brita gets some touches, man. Split it even 50-50 with Saquon. Don't make Saquon carry the load. That's all uh, I'm saying. I don't know. I just feel like Saquon's done. He's never yeah. going to live up to the hype. I'm not calling it a bounce back just because of exactly yeah. what you said. He's not going to live up to the hype. No. I don't think he's got 1,200 yards nope. and you know eight touchdowns in him. I don't well, think no. that, that's going to happen. Nope. I don't see it. But that was that list of bounce back players. I those. Uh, I like agree that with list. Some that was of fun. Them. Some of them I agree with. Some of them I clearly don't. Yeah. But yep, it was as cool. Usual. It was very cool. Um, and that's why they're up for debate. Yeah, that's why we do this shit. Let's take a break. Okay. We'll go into the um, football card collection when segment. We get back. Okay. When we get back, so you guys just hang tight. All right. And we'll see you in a few. Let's Peace. let Dave do his thing. Yeah. What's going on, ladies and gents of Chop Sports? It's your boy, Sturch, again. And today I want to talk to you about our newest affiliate and sponsor, and that's the Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael Fusco has partnered up with Chop Sports, and we are very pumped about every single service his company has to offer. The Fusco Insurance Agency offers personal and commercial lines, life insurance, health insurance. They even help with retirement and employee benefit administration. They offer accounting services through Prestige Tax Group, tax preparation and planning, bookkeeping, payroll, retirement planning, insurance, asset protection, and even life settlements. Guys, they even fix your credit, okay? They have credit repair through their own physically fit credit repair. They offer exclusive plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that you can't lose money and you can participate in all the gains with a cap. If you're looking for a blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. They offer a broad range of services for business owners and independent professionals. Their rates are affordable, they're very experienced, and of course, the most important part about this whole thing, they're very friendly people. Visit the website right now for more of the ins and outs that Michael offers at www.fuscoinsurancecompany.com. What's up, everybody? This is Sturge and Gooch, and I'm here to talk to you guys about the flagship show right here on the Chop Sports Network. We're talking about the Chop Sports Daily. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go check us out on YouTube. We go live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So give us the old subscribe ski. Did you just channel your inner Sturge? Channeling my inner Sturge. Yeah, if you want to listen to uh, Gooch talk to you about how dominant he is in everything every day, tune in at 11. I mean, dominant in softball, dominant in tennis. Definitely dominant in dodgeball. Uh, dominant in California kickball. Monday through Friday, folks, 11, 11 o'clock. Oh, wasn't Back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Thanks for hanging with us. It's the second half uh-huh. of episode 24, Mm-mm. and you are tuned in to the All-Star Vintage yep. Podcast. Dom and Mark. Yep. Uh, okay. Now it's time for the... The card segment. We never, we're never, we're never going to come up with a real name for this. The football card yeah. collection segment. Yeah. Where co- Dom randomly <laughs> picks three cards blindly. Out of his collection. Out of my collection. And they've been getting better each week, so hopefully we keep uh, that upward trajectory here. Of, yeah. Players we used to give a shit about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here I go. I'm going to pick the first one. Let's see. All right. Let's see. All right. We are going hmm. and traveling back to 2012. Okay. Not that far off. Running back number 43. Hmm. This is a score. Darren Sproles Darren of Sproles. the New Orleans Saints. Wow. I remember when he was in the Chargers, too. Sproles was a beast, man. Yeah, he was really good. Longevity, too, man. Played for a long little time. Guy. Little guy. A good little guy. All heart, though. Oh, yeah. A lot of them little guys are good. So reading the back of this card from score, uh, they say they weren't easy shoes to fill, replacing Reggie Bush's valuable mm-hmm. do-it-all role. In the high-powered New Orleans offense, but Sproles did more than fill shoes in his first season as a Saints, setting personal bests in rushing, 603 yards, Hmm. receptions, 86, receiving yards, 710, and uh, let's see, seven touchdowns, all catches. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, that was Darren Sproles in a nutshell, man. Literally did it all. Lived in the backfield. He was the man, dude. So that is a good one. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see what we get for the second card of the day. Number two. No way. What? (laughs) Our friend, a returning, a returning (laughs) player. What? To the segment, a rookie card, upper deck, 1991 star rookie from the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Can you guess it? No, I can't. I can't even see. My eyes are bad. One of our favorite busts. Oh, good old Dan McGuire. Look at that. Look at that mullet. What a car. And we thought no more Dan McGuire Yeah, we thought no more Dan McGuire. (laughs) And there's Dan motherfucking McGuire. And again, a fun fact that we shared last time from the last Dan McGuire card that we saw. Brother of legendary MLB player. (laughs) Mark McGuire. Yes, indeed. Very random. Mark McGuire. Fucking Dan McGuire. I didn't think I'd see his ass again. And uh, from the same score collection, uh, 2012, Mm -hmm. you might forget this name. Running back. I don't know. From the Arizona Cardinals out of Ohio Mm -hmm. State, selected in round one. Hmm. uh, I think back in 2009 or something like that. Uh Beanie Wells. Beanie Wells. Remember Beanie Wells? Yeah, I remember Beanie Wells. I remember the name. I remember there was a lot of guys like him and... uh, who was that other dude who was like super nice? Who's in like all like the CFL and shit now? He's in a ton of leagues. Bo Scarborough. Oh, he was like a man at Alabama. He was supposed to be the man. So yeah, we got Beanie, Beanie, Beanie Wells. Wells. So Another this, one supposed to be the man. These were his stats the first three seasons, right? So in 2009, he had 793 yards, mm-hmm. seven touchdowns, That's serviceable with 143 receiving yards. It's not bad actually. Nah, 2010. Uh, only 397 mm. yards, only two touchdowns, yeah. and only 74 yards mm. uh, receptions, no touchdowns. Um, and then 2011, bigger year, 1,047 mm. rushing yards, but only one touchdown. That's weird. And then 30 receptions for only 52 yards, huh. no touchdowns. So, huh. I don't know, kind of a weird, That's a weird year. first three years, right? A lot of yards, no t- no. Hey, I don't think he lasted too long. No, he was not. He was yeah. He but was not around for. A I long forgot time. he was a round one uh, running back. Yeah. So Let's there you have it, folks. Fizzle. We got Darren Sproles. <laughs> <laughs> we got Darren Sproles. We got Beanie Wells, two running backs, and our friend Dan, Dan McGuire. Fucking McGuire. So that is it. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of done for the football talk today. We'll mm-hmm. transition now. Yeah. No, yeah, we just watched a um, a commercial for the AEW for uh, what was it Fight Forever? Yeah, the video game. That shit looked awesome. 
Like, the video game, like, the game itself looks sick. It looked like, it legitimately looked like you were playing a more modern version of No Mercy or Revenge. And it I was will- like that game style, but, like, the graphics was a little better. Yeah, I was going to say, I will say this, right? So, for the gamers out there, if you really, really care about the graphics, this one might not be for you. Yeah. The graphics are passable. See, yeah. I... I'm not big on that. I'm more on the mm-hmm. gameplay. Am I going to have fun playing it? Yeah. You know, the visuals and stuff like that, it's kind of secondary for me, especially for a wrestling game. Mm-hmm. I just want something easy to play that's, you know, user-friendly, yeah. right, yeah. that you could just fucking play and have fun. Um, so I think from that aspect, it's going to be really good. Um, but, yeah, it just it, it looked good. I'm excited for it. So they just recently released a list of wrestlers so far um, that they're going to have on the roster for the Fight Forever show, mm-hmm. um, Fight Forever game. Let me see. I, I think I have it here. Yeah, here we go. So, so far, they're announcing Sting, okay. CM Punk, okay. Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, <laughs> Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander, Nyla Rose, okay. your girl, um, yep. Cody Rhodes, which is a controversial one. Hmm. I wonder how they worked that one out. Yeah. I guess um, he it was previously yeah, in it already. Say, it was probably like done for a while. Now. Yeah. So, they have Rhodes. They have Moxley. Aubrey Edwards, the referee, Abaddon. I seen a picture of her recently. Mm. Um, most Yeah, always, but she lost a ton of weight. Really? Yeah, mm. lost a ton of weight. Okay, Thunder Rosa, yep. Uh, Yuka, Sakazaki, Adam Page, Jade Cargill, Britt, mm. and uh, Penta. I, they'll definitely announce more. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. So I think this is just a sample size, but so far that's looking it's good. It's a good roster. Oh, and, for now. and the biggest name, I, I I think I skipped here a couple, actually. You got Darby Allen, you mm-hmm. got Jungle Boy, oh. and uh, the Owen Hart. Yeah. They so definitely, Owen Hart's going to be in the game. They definitely, definitely got the okay from his wife first for that. Oh, there's I, no there, way yeah, they could have no did that way. No doubt. But so that's I'm, cool. Listen, I'm hyped for it because I found out it's coming out for Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, I recently bought a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. I feel like a kid again playing it. So much fun. Yeah, um, the Switch is cool, man. Dude, I love it. I could I could take it take it off. I have the screen. I could lock the controllers mm-hmm. in. I could lay in bed. I could play with it. I could. Yep. You know, you could play it on the TV. Play it on the big screen, man. Downstairs. So I'm totally obsessed with the bowling right now. Nice. And I I haven't even bought another game yet because I'm locked into this thing. And you know it's nice when you just, you take part of the controller, you bring mm-hmm. it up, so you have two controllers. Me and Brooke we play, and you know we just you have the simulation where you're you're actually rolling a ball, and mm-hmm. and you could curve it, and there's tournaments, and you know you could win more bowling balls and gear and shit like that. So. <laughs> Dude, like I said, I feel like a complete kid again. I haven't bought any other games yet, mm-hmm. but this game, Fight Forever by AEW, dude, I'm in. I'm definitely yeah. getting that one. Like, if it comes out for, it should be coming out for Xbox, I'll probably end up getting it at some point. Just because it looks very fucking entertaining. It does. And, you know, the thing I was bummed about, too, when I got the Switch, I was like, ah, there's no real wrestling games. I think WWE at one point had a license because there was like a 2K, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was 17 or something, that's still kind of lingering out there. Yeah, yeah. And then they have the WWE Battlegrounds game. Yeah. And that's like kind of like more of a kid's game, I think. Mm-hmm. But I might get it. It's like less than $20. I might just get it for entertainment factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was nothing else. So when I saw that this was dropping for Switch, I was excited. And the THQ engine... Mm-hmm. It's going to probably feel like No Mercy, yeah. man. Did they say when it was dropping? I didn't catch that. Uh, ah, let me see. Er, let me check this Maybe article. they didn't even check it. Oh, right? Jericho's announced in it, too. Kenny Omega. Oh, of course. Um, Cheetah. I missed a couple of these guys here. Okay. It's expected to release in 2022. That's all it okay. says. So soon, probably. Yeah, and they. I think they dropped the this recent trailer this month. Okay. Um, so it's all new stuff. Cool. But yeah, cool. so hopefully that's coming this year. That'll be a hype, man. Hell yeah, it's very cool. I love it. Fucking um, no, that that shit's cool. And then overall, other those other kind of big news was a Triple H kind of taking over is creative. Like it's gonna be the Triple H show now in Raw, and like that, you know, makes me want to like tune in a little more. Even though I'm not a, a big WWE guy, you know. But I, I definitely feel like I could tune in a little more, or would want to tune in a little more now. I know Triple H is kind of running the show. I want to see how it transitions. I'm curious. And he's putting his mark on things instantly, man. Yeah. Like, you could see it already, the creative direction, where they're going. 
bringing back recently released people, which I think is super encouraging for the health of the roster, mm-hmm. man. I think people are going to trust Triple H a little more, too. Yeah. And I know recently people were saying, like, Triple H is going to cater towards the marks more mm-hmm. than the casual fan. So for people like us, I'm happy about yeah, it. I mean, we're going to start seeing things that we always wanted to see. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's opportunities for guys like Bray Wyatt to come back. They're oh, talking yeah, about Sasha and um, Naomi coming back already. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey, she was injured, but she's back with a new stable of you yeah. know a couple people that were re- released recently, right? Like Dakota mm-hmm. Kai. I wasn't expecting her to be back. Um, you know, he brings back Killer Cross and Scarlet yeah. right to the main roster yep. too, man. Because what they tried to do with Killer Cross originally on the main roster mm-hmm. was absolutely criminal, man. Yeah. I wasn't like really into it at that point in time, so I don't have a huge opinion. But he lost every week. Yeah. So And yeah. Scarlet wasn't with him. What was the point? Yeah. So now and they're and they're boosting him right up to, you know, Top the fucking food chain, man. Mm-hmm. You know, beefing with uh, you know Reigns and and Drew getting into it and all that. So that's good. You know, I like it. There's change yeah. coming. I yeah. think they're going to start pushing different guys. It's not going to be the same cycle. So yeah, very very much. I'm interested. I'm tuning mm-hmm. back in a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, I've same. Noticed, a little bit. Not much, just a little bit. Interested a little bit more. But um, is there anything that you want to see big from Triple H change wise? Um, I just want him sign to kind of make it. I want him to kind of do what he did with NXT, where he made the belts seem like they were worth a damn. He always kind of does. He's good at that. He's good at making the belts worthy, and that's the whole thing of wrestling. To me, I wanted the belt to be worth something. So when you win it, it you know it's worth it. Yeah, and I, I think for me, it kind of goes along that that path too. I want to see more meaningful long-term storylines, mm-hmm. too, man. Like, I want to see people beefing for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, man, think about, yeah. like, the 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. Those beefs would go a whole fucking year all the way yeah. to WrestleMania, man. Yeah. You know? And not even... We're talking... Not, we're not even talking top of the card. Like, mm-hmm. mid-card beefs, right? Oh, big <laughs> Last time. a whole yeah. year, man. And guys holding the straps for a long period of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, now it rains. It's great, you know? And, and Lesnar holding it for so long, like... Yeah, that that definitely helps. But like, let's see in other places, um, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the federation as well. So yeah, you know, that's what I want to see. Like, even build that mid card up a little more. You know, with some long term meaningful (laughs) storylines. That's what I want to see. Hell yeah, I'm with that. That'd be awesome. And hopefully he does that. You know, Triple H is in the position to do it. So I'd love to see it happen. Yeah, and the wrestlers obviously take to him, man, and, Mm -hmm. and like him and trust him. So. And, you know, I've already heard, too, that the fact that he's giving uh, more creative freedom to for people to kind of just freestyle with the mic a little bit more, too. AEW And, and just go top of the dome <laughs> and not everything so scripted yeah. and verbatim to the T, man. Good. Because, you know, I think that kills the product. I it mean, does. We, we saw it with Reigns, right? Remember when Reigns... Uh, when Reigns was not received? Was a face. Yeah. And everyone hated him because yeah. everything was so scripted. Mm-hmm. He turned heel. He gained the trust of Vince... Vince let him do whatever he wanted, mm-hmm. and he's instantly a megastar, yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's cool to see that, and he's letting people call matches that's inside good. the rings see, more. That's good. So again, not super scripted and structured. I think it'll lead to better matches, more entertaining. Hell yeah. I'm with that. I'm definitely with that. And with that, I kind of want to bring it down now to the good old <laughs> moment of the week. And round this week out because it's getting a little hot. I'm a little tired. I'm not feeling the greatest. I have to go let a dog out. <laughs> but I have this week's <laughs> moment of the week is going to. We're just talking wrestling just now, right? We were just doing our little wrestling thing, and we we went over. I believe we talked about Ric Flair winning his last title, right? Winning his last title we, or last, well, match? last match? Oh, oh, um, no, because we skipped last we week. Skipped so we're, last we talked week. leading up to it. Okay. And then we missed uh, to report on the actual yeah. match itself. So yeah. our bad on that because we weren't here, but we all know Ric Flair won that bad motherfucker because he's the best. He's Ric Flair. Oof, but it was what, tough to watch. Yeah, man. it was yes, cringe worthy. And, but that also leads us to that night, apparently. And uh, he went out with Andrade, and they had a little too many, and they were partying. They were at the strip club. It's Ric Flair. Of course he's uh, at the strip club. Yeah, of course it's Ric Flair. He's at the strip club. Where else would he be? And apparently he uh, he passed out on the toilet taking a shit. 
like uh, like uh, like a lot of us have in the past when we've gotten huge victories in life <laughs> or failures or failures <laughs> and then he face planted and fell off the toilet and like they I had, thought like, he was, drag they him like out. drag him out yeah so that was Ric Flair's night after he won the fucking last match of his career and I said to you I mean obviously you know the <laughs> alcohol and drugs and, and everything else had something to do with that but think about how exhausted he must oh have been oh my god too, so he must have been done after you know? that that's <laughs> like, why I think it's hilarious like, he I can't believe he even like was exactly, able to walk exactly the fact he even went to a strip club after that's insane to me he wasn't in a wheelchair exactly he was in the hospital he is one crazy motherfucker Ric Flair is one Literally one of a kind. He's probably the craziest human being on the planet. Shout out to Nate. And I love the Nate. And that's why he gets this week's <laughs> moment of the week. Because he's the fucking man. Regardless if he fucking passes out on a strip club toilet or not. He's a fucking man. Let the man live. I ain't mad at him. Be. I ain't mad at him either. But I will wrap this one up, folks. Alright. That was, uh, this is episode 24. Y'all enjoyed what you heard. You know what to yeah. do. Visit the shop, mm-hmm. www.allstarvintage.shop for uh-huh. all your favorite sports vintage gear. That's right. And um, yeah, man, spread the word. Mm-hmm. Let's get those downloads yeah, let's up. Get the downloads up. Share some that? episodes. Uh, tell your We're friends. We're gonna be fam, doing some better. St- We're gonna be doing some better stuff. We're gonna have video stuff coming up. We're gonna be doing a lot of stuff soon. So stick with us and trust me, you won't be disappointed. Everyone, take it fucking sleazy, and we out. This has been the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. We'll be back with another episode whenever we feel like it. I turn a front page to a stunt page, and if anybody throw a fucking shade, that umbrella better be custom made for the fucking sake. Satin suede, cotton polyester. I'm the fucking flyest poly ever. Stony hung a flare, people stop and stare, and it ain't fair. 